Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I am your co-host, Barry Johnston, fighting some allergies right now. Uh, It's really kicking my ass, so bear with me. Uh, Sitting on the other side of the screen with me is Mr. Adam Beebe, your other co-host. How are you, Adam? Well, I'll tell you what, Barry. I'm uh, I'm I'm nothing but an island boy, an island boy. <laughs> you are. It's gonna. <laughs> it's it's the uh, the hit of the summer, folks. Yeah, the hit of the hit of the year, man. That's gonna describe uh, the you know 21, 2021, 2022. It's all about the island boys. It is, and and yeah. they are the gift that keeps on giving. That's right. How could we forget? Um, I and Barry and I were talking. Hello, Weirdsville. By the way, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that. Barry and I were talking before we started talking here about how uh, I suggested to William and Sam uh, of Future Islands that they needed to cover Island Boy uh, as part of their uh, next uh, touring routine. You know, put that in, or or as a even on an you know an album. Uh, or a, or a B-side from yeah. record. Yeah. It totally fits. I mean, it's so many yeah. levels. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So many levels. Absolutely. I can't understand why they would never want to do that. I um, don't know. I, I mean... Time will tell, though. Time will dude, tell. That's gold. I mean, that's beyond gold. It's double, <laughs> triple platinum. Whatever even is higher, it's Imaginarium or whatever it was in, in Avatar. I never saw that. No matter movie, what, but. it'll be more interesting than the, than the original. I can guarantee Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. You know, and I mean, you know, hey, sometimes... Uh, you know, a band, a great band will, you know, break on a cover, you know, and then you discover yeah. the rest of theirs and yeah, the music yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, whoa, yeah, you know, this is really good stuff. A prime example would it be, uh, or a, an example, not necessarily a prime example, but an example would be, uh, Marilyn Manson, you know, he got huge, true, huge off of, um, Sweet Dreams, you yeah. know, yeah. the, the Earth's cover and then At Tainted which, Love was which, also, yeah, was which, which was a great song. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, all the ry- rhythmic stuff was really great stuff. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it was really and 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 kind of gothy. Like when you think about it, at least that video for sure, man, had mm-hmm. that kind of a tone to it. So yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. It, f- it definitely fit him for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Could, that was a good filter through for him to do. And yeah, they had that. They were kind of new romantic and gothy of that genre. Yeah, but. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> enough of our, you know, our enough shenanigans. Out. Uh, yeah, enough music nerding. It's not why you guys stop by um, or uh, to hear about Barry's allergies. You'll be hearing about mine soon uh. enough. But uh, <laughs> you've dropped by, as usual, to hear our guest tell us some unusual, strange, weird stories, some mysteries, or some ad- epic adventures, or something that's funny, or just usually weird not normal um i got a little redundant there in my adjectives but you hopefully everyone understands so today's guest is ron he's cool he's joining us from california um he's 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 cool dude man we really enjoyed talking to ron so uh we'll get into it ron thank you for joining us what's your weird story uh i i found an old email that i wrote right after this happened so if you don't mind, I'm going to read a little bit from it because it has some details that I might have even forgotten by now. Cool. Yeah. Okay. This happened back in 2014 in October, um, specifically Thursday, October 2nd, between 2.33 and 2.35 p.m. On, in 2014. Um, I was driving north on the 101 freeway, about to get on the 405 south in the Sherman Oaks area near Sepulveda Boulevard. While driving, I saw three orbs in the sky made of pure light. Mm. 
nothing. There was no like metal surrounding them. They were not attached to anything. They were just three lights floating in the sky, perfectly still. And at first, when I looked at them, I thought that someone had fired a flare gun up in the air. Because I'm sure you guys have seen that before. When somebody yeah. fires a flare gun, mm-hmm. it's really bright. Yeah. You can see it from a mile away or, or several miles away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of lingers in the sky for a little bit yep. before it goes back down. Yeah. Right? So that's what I thought I was seeing. I thought maybe there was an accident up the road because uh, it was on the freeway on the part that's kind of, you know, high above the road there. Yep. And uh, I thought that maybe there was an accident further up and that someone had fired a flare gun for an emergency helicopter to land or something like that. But I keep looking at this thing at these lights mm-hmm. and they're not going down. Wow. And 10 seconds pass and they're not going down. And 30 seconds pass and they're not going down. A minute passes. They're not going down. They're just floating perfectly still in the mm. sky. And there were there were three of them. There was a, a big one in the middle, like like a big, bright, round one in the middle, a slightly smaller one on the right, and a slightly smaller one than that on the left, and like a little crumb off to the far left. Mm. And just floating there, perfectly normal. And I so I was going north. I was on the northbound side of the freeway. They were floating over the southbound side, okay. kind of right above the, the exit sign. Okay. Um, and once I realized that it wasn't a flare, and it was, well, there's only one other thing it can be. It's a UFO. It literally mm-hmm. is. It's, an, it's a floating object up yeah. in the sky yeah. right. that I can't identify. So that right. makes it a UFO, an unidentified flying object. Absolutely. And uh, I looked up. Can I curse? You guys oh, yeah. Out? Let her so rip, dude. I, I looked up and I said, holy shit. Like that. And I must have said it like 10 times in a row because once I realized, oh, my God, I'm seeing a UFO. I've never seen a UFO before. This is a real live UFO. Yeah. Right. And um, traffic was moving. It, it was slow, but it was moving kind of fast enough that it, like it had it been at a standstill, I would have felt more confident to pull out my phone and turn on the yeah. camera and take a picture of it or something. But it was just fast enough that I couldn't do that without causing an accident. You know, sure. Uh, and and it was also the, the the lanes were such that I couldn't just pull over. Right. Yeah. You know, so I kind of just had to keep looking at it. So in that two minutes, I'm I'm keep looking between the clock and back up at the orbs. And one thing, one interesting thing I noticed because I you know at first maybe I was worried I might be hallucinating mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it was floating over the southbound side, so I could see the cars that were driving under it. And as the cars were driving under it, the lights were so bright that the light was reflecting off of the roofs of the cars that were driving directly under it. Like, that's how bright they were. And the shadows under the car were getting darker as Mm, they drove by. As you know, because you went to art school, the brighter the light that is cast, the darker the shadow is. Right. So the shadows were getting darker as they were reflecting uh, off the roofs of the cars. So, uh, so that's, that kind of tells me that it was definitely there. Wow. It wasn't a fusion. It wasn't like a reflection on the glass. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I know a little bit, you know, I went to film school, so I know a little bit about special effects and practical mm-hmm. effects okay. a little. Yeah. And, um, I know, you know, there's, I thought maybe later on, I thought maybe it's like a spontaneous occurrence of Pepper's ghost, you know, that effect. Pepper's Ghost. Mm-mm. I'm not familiar with yeah. that term. So, have you ever been to Disneyland or Disney World in the Haunted Mansion ride? Yeah. So, you know the ballroom? Yeah. When you go by the ballroom, the, all those dancers in the ballroom, and uh, like pretty much everyone in the ballroom, they're not really in front of you. They're actually beneath you. Uh, they're, they're, un- they're under you, and what you're looking at is their reflection. Right, yeah, the okay. Glass. Gotcha. But the thing is, in order for that to happen, the light needs a surface to land on in, yeah. in order for any projection sure. or special effect to work it needs an actual surface and there was no yeah it, it was a it was a perfectly clear blue sky in the middle of the afternoon no clouds no nothing there was no surface for this to land on these were there wow you know and so and and that and the fact that the the lights were reflecting off of the roofs of the cars and casting the shadows under the cars that tells me they were real and they were really there damn and so I, I'm, I'm just keeping eye t- contact with it as I'm going and, yeah. I'm looking, and I'm looking at my clock and looking. And then I get off the off ramp where I was going because I was still on my way to an appointment. So as I'm getting off the off ramp to the 405, I, I'm still able to keep an eye on it up, out my driver's side window. I'm sorry, out of the passenger window because it was on the other side at that point. Okay. 
uh, on the other, that is, I turned around, you know, because I went on the loop mm-hmm. right. off ramps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm going down the loop and I'm looking at the passenger side and the lights are still there mm-hmm. and I'm still saying, holy shit, looking at them. I mean, I'm just trying to keep as much of an eye on them as possible because mm-hmm. I know when am I ever going to see this again and maybe maybe something's going to happen. Maybe they're going to change, whatever. But maybe on, on like the 10th, holy shit, they disappeared. And uh, when I say they disappeared, they didn't dissipate into smoke. They didn't go poof. They didn't flare out. No, nothing. They just vanished. And, wow. and the way they the way they vanished, it sort of reminded me of like an old, like an old black and white TV signal turning mm. off. So you ever see those like when the the, the picture on the screen kind of mm-hmm. flat yep. into a line and then stretches yes. and then it's gone. So there was sort of like that wow. in that like. The orbs of light kind of turned flat into flat lines, and and as they were flattening, also turning clockwise. Oh man! And, and then the the more they turned clockwise, the thinner and thinner they got until they were about level like that. And then by that point, they were they were just gone. And wow! Damn. The most amazing thing to me about it was just how ordinary it was. You know, I'm freaking out and I'm saying, "Holy shit!" It seemed so like, oh, yeah, it's just the lights up there. Like, they just belong there. Like, they, like they felt they belonged there, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're just hanging out. You know, we're just lights. Who cares? And then I just I just went about my day. I, I think I, I had a, a voiceover audition that, that time. That's oh. where I was at. That's why I was driving down there uh, to my agent's office to record for a voiceover or whatever. Uh, didn't get it, but, you know, have like 100 auditions at the time and and uh didn't mention it to the guy in the booth whatever it's just like, oh yeah how you doing just going about my day just a totally normal day but it, of course it was still on my mind right and then uh i figured because there were hundreds of other cars on the yeah. road this is a very busy freeway in broad daylight when traffic is fairly heavy someone else had to have seen this yeah someone else had to have recorded it it's gonna be on the news tonight and it's gonna be officially announced los angeles has proved that UFOs are real, and here is the proof. Here are the orbs of light floating above the 101. And I turned on the news that night, and nothing. Yeah. Mm. I turned on the news the next night, nothing. I looked through all the newspapers I can find, nothing. I looked through all the internet uh, news sites I can find, nothing. For a week, I kept looking and looking and looking. Um, I'm Googling, I'm, I'm looking for everything, nothing. So. I thought, you know, if, if there's a chance that perhaps someone else saw these, then it might have been what, you know, what they call uh, the Kitty Genovese effect. You know what mm-hmm. that is? Uh, yeah. Should I explain it for the audience? If yeah, they yeah. Don't know? yeah, go ahead. So Kitty Genovese was a woman, unfortunately, who was brutally murdered in public in, in New York City in the early 60s, I think. She was, uh, she was out in the courtyard of her own building where she lived, and somebody was just brutally beating her to death as she was screaming for help. And there were many, many witnesses, everybody kind of poking out their window, looking down, watching this happen, and everyone else figured someone else would call the cops. Yeah, yeah. Nobody did because everyone figured someone else would do it. Sure. So when when everyone figures that someone else will take action and nobody does, that's called the Kitty Genovese effect. Yeah. So that's what I thought maybe was going on here. Like everyone else, like me, who must have seen these, said someone will get this on camera. Someone will record this. Someone will report it. Something will happen. But nobody did. So after about a week or so, I took it upon myself to go to MUFON. You know that, that website? Yeah. MUFON. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So I went to MUFON, and I filed a report myself. And um, at one point, like, they, they asked for a photograph if you've taken one, and I couldn't find one. And I told them I didn't have one. But, uh, oh, and the other thing I, I forgot to mention is one of the reasons I first went on MUFON, aside from filing the report, was to see if maybe anyone else had right. filed mm-hmm. a report of whatever it was that day, but nobody had. So I figured I would just do it myself. And I looked in some of their other reports, because they're public, you can look at them, and there was some stuff actually from Long Beach uh, and, and some other places nearby kind of around that time, but not that exact date at that exact time. And some people had gotten videos of very similar things. Okay. So I took a screen grab of one of the videos and I said, this is not from my, uh, this is not from my camera. I didn't film this, but I saw this also on your site and it looked just like this. Mm. And, And I attached that to the report. 
And uh, then, you know, I just went about my day and I've, I've never heard anyone say anything public about it ever again. A guy from MUFON called me uh, like a month later and wanted to talk to me about it some more and get some more details. And very nice guy. He was he was uh, very happy to to hear my story and, and talk about it. And honestly, and I don't want to disparage him because, you know, he was a nice guy. And I appreciate that people are willing to believe me about this. Yeah. Um, I kind of wished he would have cross-examined me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at least maybe try to narrow down what it is and what it's not. Sure. You know? Sure. Uh, right. but he was very willing to believe me, which I appreciate. But on the other hand, I'm like, I wish he'd been just a little bit like, okay, so it wasn't this and it wasn't that. Then, then what was it? You know? Yeah. So we can maybe just narrow it down to, well, I don't know. Cause I don't know what it was. Sure. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want to jump to any conclusions. Hey Barry, yeah. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen a goat sucker? What? Goat sucker, chupacabra. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't seen one personally, but I've heard about them. Yeah, me too. If anybody's got a goat sucking story, wait. If you got a goat sucker story, we want to hear it. If you got a Bigfoot story, we want to hear it. If you got a Loch Ness monster story, or a Lake Champlain story, or Ogo Pogo story, or uh, an Oingo Boingo story, wait, that that was an '80s band. Anyway, you got a weird cryptid story, we want to hear it. I didn't even know what a cryptid was, man. Yeah, dude, cryptids—they're like uh, the animals that haven't been necessarily proven by science. They're the ones on the edge. You know, they're not necessarily known animals, but they're known animals. We don't have the bodies or anything like that. So they're kind of like half myth, half story based in reality, but still in that weird mystery area that we don't know about yet. Cryptids are fun. Here's here's another thing, and I I hope I'm not... um... I don't know. I hope I'm not outing anyone in, in a way. But uh, so before I was born, one of the stories from my family is that my mother was standing with her father, my grandfather, out on the balcony of their apartment in New York where they lived. Mm-hmm. And they saw a bunch of orbs of light floating in the sky that then kind of zoomed off. Wow. And toward the end of his life, my, my grandfather was never senile. But he didn't remember that hmm. by the end of his life. He, he said he didn't remember. Or maybe he just said he didn't remember. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I told the MUFON guy that, and that he was really intrigued by that. Hmm. Yeah. That because he said UFOs often visit multiple generations of, of a family. So, yeah. Interesting. Wow. So and, and that was the kind of thing that I just kind of remembered from the back of my mind, like I hadn't thought about it, you know. Sure. And the, the way my mother described it, it wasn't exactly the same as what I saw, because like she said, they were in, a, in kind of a weird moving formation pattern and then zoomed off. And mine were just floating perfectly still and then disappeared. Sure. You know, um, so. So, yeah. And then and like I said, the, the most amazing thing to me about it was just how ordinary it was. Right. right? We belong here. We're here all the time. I don't know. I don't know why you never noticed us before. <laughs> sure. but, uh, you know, um, what color what I, were they? Do you remember like kind of like what? Br- very bright, like yellowish white. OK. Um, and they have a dis- the center with a yellowish outer edge. OK. But and it's super, it- super bright. Sure. And did they have a discernible shape? Yeah, they were round. Okay. They were uh, they were circular or or spheres. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That 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 question is uh, one of one I I often ask, and it's and I haven't had a chance to ask it in a while because we haven't had a good UFO story. So the listeners at home can uh, will enjoy that. Um, it to me when it shrinks and sh- then it is gone. Mm-hmm. To me that sounds or like. Like you'll see in uh, obviously in science fiction because that's the only way we can reproduce this kind of stuff, this phenomenon mm-hmm. type stuff. Whenever a ship is going f- from one point and going into like warp, you know, jumping into light speed or, or whatever, it will do that where it like stretches and then it's off, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's what and it would kind of appear like that, I believe, to our eyes. As because it would still be, it's going faster than light, so you're still seeing the end of it, but it 
and it would stretch and then it would go. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's what that's the only thing that I can really, you know, maybe add a, a, an idea of clarity to. But California California has been on the on the radar, as it were, because of all the sightings from the the Navy tapes, the TikTok mm-hmm. uh, uh, right tapes. So you're in the prime area for that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which which is really so. You you probably don't know this, but. The whole reason why we do this podcast, one of the main reasons is I had a UFO experience when I was a kid and uh, never told anybody about it. Uh, this was long before the Internet age. And um, and when when these stories were harder to come by, you know what I mean? I mean, of course, you hear yeah. people like talk about UFO sightings, but nobody that I knew like directly. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm always fascinated by these types of stories because it's just a, it's a realm that we're learning more about, and obviously, you know, that changes every day. Um, but you having this experience in broad daylight is really, yeah. really interesting, man. And yeah. the, you know, because that that's another dimension to this. At nighttime, it's harder to discern what's going on up there mm-hmm. in the sky. But when you can actually see it, I mean, that is, yeah. that's. And it was so close, you know, it, was, it couldn't have been more than 100 feet up in the air. I was going to say, okay, if you, you know, yeah, that's I, close, man. I could look at it that for is, two minutes. Uh, that's intense. I was staring right at it the whole time. Two minutes. I was looking at the clock. Two minutes is a long time to experience something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people witnessing or having a UFO uh, Witnessing a UFO or having a UFO experience like that, where it's just a visual one, it lasts like, you know, it like less than like 20 minutes, 20 seconds, rather. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very quick. It's like, oh, there's something and then it's gone or whatever. But anything over a minute is considered to be a very long one. And yeah. that's that was a very long one. Yeah. The yeah. only other story that I've heard that we've heard directly on the podcast where someone um they witnessed this green orb like thing mm-hmm. and they were at night and they were driving home at night and while they were driving and nobody else on the road on a, in a fairly busy part of the you know town nobody else seemed to pay any attention seemed to notice it at all yeah so that's you know i mean i would also say but, i would also say this just to kind of touch on your aspect that that not nobody reported it People are pretty. People are pretty like uh, unaware of their surroundings, especially when you're yeah. talking about LA traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right? You know, that can be a whole other world. So the fact that you were sort of queuing on this, what was going on? You know, you would think there'd be some somebody else, but also maybe not. Maybe you know, maybe people were just not even paying attention. You know, um, but and then also you got to think, too, like you seem like you're a pretty open guy and you're like, oh, yeah, anything could, could kind of go like your mind is open that way. But a lot of people, they see stuff that they can't understand and they just block it out and pretend yeah. like it didn't happen. Yeah. That I never understood. Like, I, I, I wish I could do that sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, don't, I don't know. I My brain just doesn't have that function that I can block things out. You know, I, right. Or maybe it's blocking out things that other people don't. I don't know. I yeah. just, uh, I really don't know. Have you seen the Tic Tac videos? Which ones? The ones of the um, of the warship when they're or the the uh, the Navy pilot oh, yes. in the, okay and yeah that isn't that crazy? I mean that that is uh, it's bizarre. Um, what was crazy to me about that whole thing was you know was it a year or two ago, like a year and a half ago when yeah. the, when those came up? Yeah. And so you officially, finally, officially have the U.S. government publicly, officially admitting that UFOs are real and nobody gave a shit. Why? Yeah. So that's, they reacted. Yeah. Oh, you, I thought that would have been the biggest news in the world, but everyone's like, no, yeah, whatever political thing's going on. It's yeah. the biggest. UFOs are real, guys. Come the, on. The, the, <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest story in humanity. I mean, yeah. that's how big of a story it is. But yet, peop- yeah. but but people are always poo-pooing it. I think it, we've talked about this here, and and it's like 
you know, anytime the government says anything, I'm always skeptical, of course. And so the fact that they're letting us in on the secret now, it raises a lot of questions. But the fact that they're actually owning up to something that they can't explain, they're not trying to say it's something definite. It's they don't know. And the fact that they're they're willing to say that, uh, to me, adds more validity to what is actually being said. The... Um, that UFO show, Adam, that you turned me on to that was done by J.J. Abrams, and it's on one of the paid, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Hulu or Netflix or whoever. Have you seen that, Ron? Have you seen that um, show? I, I, not yet. I've heard of it. It's, uh, it's, is it good? Yeah, oh, it's so good. Because it's really good. J.J. Ab- Abrams is behind it, and he does such a great job of, like, he takes those Tic Tac videos but he like mm-hmm. he, he makes he they do the CGI stuff that just makes it look real. It, it's not the mm-hmm. grainy bullshit video that you're used to watching, right. which is another question I have, like you having mm-hmm. the background that you've got with filmmaking and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Why are we seeing such shitty videos of these things? You know that they've got okay. high quality stuff. Because they don't want to give us the good. Well, I stuff. know. I know. But. Because they don't want for us to freak out because it's easier to dismiss a grainy, bad video yeah. mm-hmm. as, you know, anything. It's easier to dismiss something that's, you know, not quality, that looks like somebody's recorded it on their phone through a Nokia phone in another mm-hmm. phone, you know. And so yeah. every kind of de- degradation and, and layer of it falling apart is less defined so that you know, our reactions to it cannot well, be as refined. It cannot be as, I like, guess, oh, wow. Yeah. In my experience, you know, it's it's very difficult to get a really good shot of something. You know, I, I was never the best cameraman uh, anyway, honestly. Like a lot of my early experiments with claymation and stuff when I was a kid came out out of focus all the time or, or whatever. And or like there was another time where I was, you know, on, on a teen tour with some of my friends and, and like we were on this, sh- we were on this street, and like, and my friend just snapped this candid photo, and it was like me kind of turning around looking at the camera. But like, you have everyone from the the culture where we were, like, like all these different kind of cultures and eras represented in one shot. And it, and he was like, that was the perfect shot that just encapsulated the whole trip. Yeah. But when the photo got developed, it was it was dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like. Was unfortunately kind of, that's why I believe like so here's you know here's another thing I'm open to I've never seen one but I'm open to uh, say uh, Bigfoot stories you know yeah. I, I I love the idea put it this way do I definitely believe I don't know but I'm leaning toward yes because I love the idea that it could be real sure. and that there's enough stuff out there to sustain the possibility yeah and um, and the idea that a person can't get a, a clear photo of one is totally believable to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because if, if you get close enough to one to take a clear photo, you're probably in danger. Right. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's probably either the last thing on your mind or, uh, or even if you're brave enough to get close enough to, to take a photo, you're going to be so scared. You're going to be jittering and shaking and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. going to be, not going to be easy. You yeah. Know? yeah so. That's true. That's very true. In fact, um, now that you say that, uh, this is nowhere, like even on the same page, but I had an incident where it was a traffic accident that I was in and the guy, uh, the guy was running from me. Uh, he got in his pickup and he was hauling ass the other direction. And it was all I could do to get my phone open. I was trying to take a video of it, Yeah, but my, I was so just like my adrenaline was pumping that I couldn't, I could not get my camera. All I could do was take pictures. So I just sat there and I just smashed the button as many times as I could. And Mm -hmm. I'm so mad at myself because I'm like, God dang it. If I could just, you know, but, but you're right. You don't have control over your, your small, you know, your joints, your small little, little fingers as the Mm -hmm. freaking adrenaline is pumping through you, man. Right. Like if you were wearing like a GoPro on your hat or something, it was just a matter of t- pressing the button to turn it on. Th- then I could see it, it working. But, right. you, you know, you have to go with the intention yeah. of mm-hmm. actually capturing a picture of something. Like, I mean, think about how many times, you you know, people who have little kids or have cute pets or whatever, and, and the kid or the pet is doing something cute, and the, the person just wants to capture it that moment. And as soon as they fumble and get yep. the camera out, it's over. It's gone. You right, know? exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. and, teams. yeah, and 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 just the mere 
I mean, taking action photos well, you have to have good camera equipment. And that's not what we carry around on our phones. And, you know, that's not what you would haul out into the forest looking for Bigfoot. And if you did carry all that stuff out in the forest looking for Bigfoot, it's probably going to cause a lot of commotion and Bigfoot's going to be aware. Right. You know, if it, it, I mean, it, even if it's not a, you know, an animal of, you know, with some kind of, you know, upper level intelligence or even a mid-level intelligence, if it's, mm-hmm. it's still a wild animal is going to, its senses are going to be, yeah, you know, it's going to be aware of yeah. its surroundings. Right. It's oh, going to be aware yeah. that, it doesn't want to be near whatever it is that you are. You're this other animal that it doesn't right. want to be near. Yeah, I, I'd say they probably, you know, because if you ever heard stories of people who've come face to face with one, mm-hmm. like in, in, in the rare moment that the Bigfoot realizes there's a there's a person there watching it, it the Bigfoot itself kind of tends to freak out and run away. Right. Yeah. They're, they're afraid of people, yep. you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe with good reason, you know, maybe yeah. something yeah. happened ancestrally. I don't know. Yeah. But there's another thing. There's another story that I heard uh on a different podcast, I don't remember what it's called. Maybe the Haunted Sea, okay. something like that. Okay. Where they they interviewed uh, a guy who had seen the video of the Lake Champlain monster. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, because there is a video that the lawyer sure. of the guy who shot the video is holding under lock and key until someone pays him enough to to put it on TV. Yeah. Be- part of the reason was because they offered it for free. I think to the Today Show or one of the morning news shows on one of the major networks yep and they only showed the least conclusive stuff like you said this guy who watched the video said because he paid the guy to, to go watch it you can clearly see it's a turtle it's it's a giant long-necked turtle mm-hmm. that's like the same size as the boat but you know it's it, it's it's got these long fins and a long crocodile-like tail and a very very long neck gotcha but you can it said at one point you can see it come up to the surface you can see the shell you can see mm. the neck sticking out you can see the the face it's yep. a turtle's face it's a yep. turtle wow you know, it's just yeah it's a, a according to this guy you know sure. other people have seen things that they say it's an eel or or like a dinosaur or whatever mm-hmm. I'm, yep. I'm open to all those theories I, I love them all but the turtle one makes the most sense to me yeah sure. especially since this guy since this guy said he saw the clear videotape of it yeah and uh and, you know, it's just a matter of, for whatever reason, kind of like you were saying, the, the video editors or whoever decided to put it on TV, they had access to that footage and they chose not to. Maybe they blocked it out. Who knows? Yeah. You know, right. but it's just this regular guy who's just interested in the thing and he's not seeing things can clearly see that it's a turtle. Um, yeah. Then why couldn't they have seen it? Right. Well, you know, you know it could have been simply the fact that there were. That they only saw the turtle as a turtle and thought, well, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for the unknowable thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so not the, sexy. So, the, so, yeah. So it's the thing that we can't describe. We can't say identify it. So that's it. It's not the thing that we clearly see that it was there in the same place before or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know? Maybe they wanted to leave some mystery open, you know? Sure. Like there's that film. Uh, you ever see that movie Capturing the Freedmans? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So if you ever watch the extras on the DVD, which because um, the movie was so disturbing yeah. to me yeah. that like I, on, the only way I could shake it off was to watch the extras on the DVD. And if you look at those, the, the filmmaker, Andrew Jarecki, had enough evidence to completely exonerate uh, Jesse Friedman and his father. And the only reason he didn't was because it made a more interesting film to kind of leave it up to the audience. Like maybe they did and maybe they didn't. Right. But if you watch the extras, no, they didn't. They didn't do it. They were completely innocent. And he has the proof, but he didn't show it in the film because in his mind, it made it more interesting to not show it. Yeah. So maybe that's sort of what was going on with, with Champ in that in that video. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. We've covered uh, Champ. Um, we had a, uh, oh, yeah? A, yeah, a researcher on who spent much of his life uh yeah. trying to figure it out Scott Martis A R D I S I think he's I think he might be the guy who interviewed the guy who saw the video that that I was talking okay. about Okay yeah. yeah 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 He was a great yeah, guy man Yeah he he uh 
he passed away uh, oh. last, I think, last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or in some of the year before. But yeah, he he was he came on and and with, talked with us twice and was just great guy, just really yeah. great. And he spent you know like at least twenty five years researching Champ. Yeah, and and chasing and going down and investigating. So yeah, mm-hmm. spending real money to That's do all. it. Yep. He I said there was see some. Someday, yeah, he like said a, something. You know, that, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, he said there was a Japanese documentary that they did. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that I don't know that it ever got released over here or something. I don't think it did. Okay, or even at all. I don't remember, but I don't think it made it over here. So. Worth worth looking into. See if it came out. You know, but yeah, he was great. All the all those stories. That's why we love having people like yourself on because it's like you know the things that. You've lived enough life and you've seen some weird things to know that, like, not everything uh, in this world is ex- easily explained, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like there, there's enough room there for there to be some weird, you know, I mean, you talk about Bigfoot. There was a Gigantopithecus that was a, a real right. creature that used to roam the earth. So it, there's no mm-hmm. and there's no question about it. I mean, it it was a thing. and. One of one of our uh, guys that comes on uh, every once in a while to help us out with the show, um, he's way into Bigfoot, and we all went down to the Oklahoma Bigfoot Festival a couple of years ago and had a blast. And you know, we we were just kind of hanging out there and and just talking, meeting people, talking to people, and people to coming up and just sharing their crazy stories with us about stuff. And it was like, wow, man. Um, these stories are everywhere. Everybody's got a weird story and you know, it's just, are you open enough in your brain to, you know, give these weird stories some levity and, you know, we're not saying believe everything you hear, but you know, just try it on for a second and see, you know. I hope I'm not uh, jinxing myself by saying this, but in in my experience with sharing a story like this, I've never been ridiculed or ostracized or any whatever it is that people are afraid of happening to them from sharing this story, which is why a lot of them don't. That has never happened to me. That's good. Um, I, I even, in fact, when when this happened, when the UFO thing happened uh, back in 2014, I told my friend who is who I know to be a skeptic, who categorically does not believe in any of that stuff. I told him specifically because I wanted to get his perspective on. Yeah, it. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say? And, and, uh, he he just listened. He listened, and you know he he believes that I saw something. He but he does not. You know, he doesn't necessarily know if it's like an optical illusion or mm-hmm. or whatever. But you know, it's. But he also knows it doesn't matter what he thinks. You know, but he he doesn't think I'm. Uh, as far as I know, at least from what he told me, he doesn't think I'm crazy or delusional or anything. Yeah, yeah, or lying. Yeah, that's great. I'm none of those. Yeah, you know. I think I think the thing that people, uh, a lot of people, uh, struggle with is like uh, their their perception of reality being shattered. Also, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's very safe to go. Okay, I wake up at eight o'clock in the morning every morning. I go to work. I get done at five. Like I'm, I live my life on a, you know, this is the way that it is. This is my reality. This is fantasy. Mm-hmm. And if you start playing with that too much, you start upsetting the balance a lot of times right. with people. And, um, but again, you know, people like you that are willing to come on and share these stories, it helps other people go, you know what? My, my story maybe deserves to be heard and um mm-hmm. you know we just we're thankful for for you know you to hang out and talk to us about this stuff because and plus you yeah. live you live you know half the u.s away and it's it's fun to connect uh-huh. connect with people you know yeah absolutely that's what's yeah all, that's I what's all that about. You know, people always talk about wanting to travel and everything and um I do want to travel, but I want to travel more in the U.S. You know, I want to mm-hmm. yeah. see more of our country and get to know more people in it. You know, sure. I'm not uh, I, I'm not against traveling in Europe or or Asia or anything. But you know, to me, the, there's there's a like I, I'd love to go on Route 66 sometime or whatever, and just really really yeah. see the country. Yeah, know? yeah, and you see you see crazy stuff out west too, out in the desert and stuff, and uh, you know, I mean, even yeah. where even where you're at, you know, with the ocean, I mean. 
we got aliens that live in our ocean. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. The, the, there was that footage, I think it was on one of the alien shows on the History Channel, that someone shot of the, of the orbs of light, similar to the ones I yep. saw, but moving and they're like going into the water. Yep. Right? And that's another thing about okay. the Tic Tac videos, man, that is, yeah. they're, they're the same temperature as the water at a certain point in time. And they're like, where else could they be coming from? But possibly mm-hmm. the water. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe uh, James Cameron was trying to tell us something with the abyss. You know? yeah. Apparently, yeah. James Cameron, I heard somewhere that he has been in touch with Tom DeLonge and, and that whole, you know, his group there um, and has a a huge interest in exploring more of the ocean in a way that they can get more in from solid information about what's going on. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to be on this planet and uh, you can survive space, then you can survive being in an ocean, you know, with all the pressures and everything there, you know, your, your, your craft would. Um, And where else, you know, you go where the people, where the population can't, it's yeah. the perfect place to hide. Yeah. It's the perfect place yeah. to hide. So. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. You're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us. Make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. What's your UFO story? Or have you already told Yeah, no, that? I have, but I'll touch on it quick, man. Um, when I was uh, probably about 10 years old, my dad and I were driving in the middle of nowhere. It was where we grew up in Oklahoma, in the middle of nowhere. And, and I mean that. Um you know, farmland all around. And I lived in a little neighborhood that was three miles north of town. And you take sort of a a major highway ish to get to where my turnoff was to the neighborhood. And it's about maybe nine, 10 o'clock at night. And my dad is driving and, um, we come over the crest over this hill and we see lights and they're right over the highway. And mm-hmm. the closer we get to them, we realize that like they're not moving. And so we start, my dad starts to slow way down to the point to where we're like at a crawl, you know, a couple of miles an hour. And then we stop and it's right overhead. It's like you said, maybe I'd say 50 to a hundred feet over the highway. And we roll the mm-hmm. windows down and it's dead silent, dead silent. And wow. And my dad is very, very conservative, <laughs> you know, super straight laced. Mm-hmm. Like um, we sat there for, I don't know, maybe a minute or so long enough. And then we start going to, to our house and the object as we're turning to go down the road to our house, it's it's kind of following us in the in the respect that it's kind of. It gets out over the woods over our house, which is over a creek, and it follows along a little way. We uh, called the sheriff department when we got home because we didn't have cell phones. And um, mm-hmm. the sheriff department said they didn't see anything on the radar. And um, the weird thing is, is that not that that story isn't weird, but um, after that night, my dad and I did not talk about it. And oh. until we started this podcast and I told the story and I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to my dad and corroborate, you know, a story that's now 36 years old yeah. and, and just see if he remembers that. And he remembers it like it was yesterday. He's like, yes, I remember right. that. And that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And, wow. um, and Adam they, had did. do what? I said, it's amazing you didn't talk about it. I didn't. And Adam was one of my best friends growing up. Never said a word to him. (laughs) Yeah. And I have had spoken about my experience and what I'd seen. And uh, also a a missing time event. Um, I want to hear because the MUFON guy asked me about missing time. 
Well, there was was any, and I didn't experience that with mine because I was I was logging the time as I was going. Right, right. Um, Well, my first, I mean, you know, living out west, you can see stuff in the sky all the time, you know, so you get a good idea. uh, Well, east for you, um, but where Uh we are, um, you get a good idea. What you know? What's a meteorite? What's a comet? What's a satellite? You know, mm-hmm. what's a plane and all of that. So, you know what's normal in the sky and what's not. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I've seen some things that were like, you know, like a dot and then, you know, it disappears or something. I'm like, oh, maybe that was UFO. But uh, the first time that I saw something that was, you know, beyond just a dot, a tiny dot that may have been just star or whatever, uh, it, I was a freshman in college. Uh, it was 1994, and uh, two of my friends, Jeff, who is sometimes on our show here, he's our Bigfoot expert, and if somebody writes a story, he usually he reads them for us. Um, but if That's he and I, I – By the way, 94. What's that? Yeah. That's when I was a freshman in college, too, 94. Okay. Uh, cool. yeah, yeah, we're all the same. So we're, yeah. Yeah, go on. Um, so Jeff and I and uh, this guy from our dorm, Big Bird – uh, we're driving around in the country because we went to a school that was uh, very small, and it was called a uh, it was a suitcase college. So every but all the students or ninety percent of the students would go home on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we were driving around in the country because you know we're like eighteen and we can't you know go and get beer or anything and I don't we probably didn't have any weed. So we were just driving around the country, uh as country boys do, and we pulled over because we found a spot that we uh whatever you know, whenever we'd go driving out in the country, we knew this one cool spot where you could just turn in on a on a little bit of a lease road, uh, which is just, you know, an unmarked dirt road on a on a farm that sometimes will go out to uh oil well. Anyway, mm-hmm. We turn onto this one where we go, and we had been uh, we had met the owner of it, the property earlier. And he's like, "You guys, people always come out here, you know, they'll drink beers and they'll hang out. Just keep pick up your trash, and it's cool." So anyway, we pull in there, and I'm telling my friends about the story a friend of mine had when he about four years earlier when he went to the same school, and he, he and his buddies were driving around in the country. And they had pulled over, and they saw these uh, three lights in the sky, and it flew over them real close. And uh, one of the guys picked up a rock and threw it at whatever this thing was, and it clanged off of it. Wow. And Yeah, so it was that close, but it didn't make any other sounds. And uh, so they all freaked out, and they got in their car, and they were driving down the road, and they're you know just kind of like, oh, you know, it's coming down from that weird experience. And the song changed in the middle of the song, and then the DJ came on and said, it's like such and such, and they're like two or three hours missing. It was two or three hours later than when it was before. They had time missing. Um, So I was telling my friends about this story, and we look over to um, the West, and we see this formation of three lights. Oh my God! The same thing. Uh-huh. And it came over us, and it flew right over us, and we we're just all sitting there, just like you know, just oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, you know. And um, then it went. The, it was followed by a sound, but the sound went off in a different direction than this thing. You know, it didn't go okay. over our heads. It went in a different way. So it was. I don't know how to explain it except. It wasn't the the you know the the Doppler effect you know when you, when you hear a car goes meow and it gets right it didn't make that it wasn't like that it was just like something passing by it wasn't uh-huh. like something swinging by anyway we saw that and we freaked out so we get into the car and we're driving around and we're all keeping very uh, fastidious eyes on the clock making sure. You know, we don't have any missing time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't have any missing time. But several months later, and maybe even the following year, I can't recall, I was driving home, uh, from home to school. And I was driving down Route 66. And I was listening to a song on a tape. 
and uh, it was a tape I made, and I'll, I hear like the first two notes of the song, and then it's silence, and I'm really confused, and I'm like, you know, like not real sure where I am, and then I hear the last few notes of the song, and everything's kind of like, okay, yeah, I know where I am driving down Route 66, and then I realize this just happened. It's like, well, that's strange that the song didn't play, so I rewound it because I thought maybe I taped it wrong. Mm-hmm. I had the whole, like, six, seven-minute song was there. Wow. And so I was like, well, that's strange. And so I put that to the side, and then, like, it just – then I remembered my friend's experience and then my, our the UFO that we saw – and then that missing time experience and combined it had a, you know, this linking story, all of it together. So, so yeah. yeah. Oh, and then oh, another time <laughs> I, I was telling a fr- another friend of mine and we were actually this time we were uh, getting high and um, we were out in the country and we were looking south towards Oklahoma City. And I was telling him the story and he's like, you know, really freaking out. And we see three white dots not in formation but we see them in different points in the sky and then they kind of pull up together and they linger there and then they all go off in different directions at like just breakneck speed like you know these were not normal planes and he started freaking out saying oh my god they're coming to get us they're coming to get us and i was like ah oh, man calm down it's cool <laughs> if they're coming to get us we wouldn't have seen them so yeah <laughs> so yeah those are yeah. my yeah. UFO stories. Crazy stuff. Wow. wow. So it's an experience we all saw the three lights in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all not just us. Three. We've had um two or three other people who saw the same thing mm-hmm. in roughly the same general area where Barry and I grew up. Like in a, in a kind of in a like probably a, a not hundred miles probably less Oh, easily, miles. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. A, yeah. So common story. Crazy. It is amazing, man. Yeah. Amazing. You think we'll ever find out what it is? Well, I never would have thought that um, we would have the government come as far as they have already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Um, maybe, you I'm know, sure I hope know. so. I, I, maybe if they're telling the truth that they don't know, which is maybe why they haven't said anything about it. Maybe they know they're there, but they don't know what they are, and they, maybe they felt that admitting they don't know would cause a panic. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I think, regardless of what they do, is it could, it could cause a massive panic. You know. I right. think. I think uh, we talked recently about this too. The fact that the Air Force has been so quiet on this, when when uh, that's their whole prerogative is to uh, patrol air. You know. Um, yeah. The fact that the Navy's coming out and talking about this when the majority of our Air Force is the Air Force is weird. And and I think it's because they don't want to put themselves out there and have to explain it. And you hear mm-hmm. the same thing over in, 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 uh, in the U.K. Uh, there, the British Air Force has been documenting these things for a long time. And have been a little bit more, you know, uh, upfront with their findings. Not a much, a lot more, but um, of course, us recently we've been much more forthcoming. But here's what I think: I think it's going to take Tom DeLong and that group of people pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for truth. Um, who knows, man? I it, anytime you're rec- you're trying to get it's going to take retired officials coming forward more and more and more they're never going to talk much whenever they're sitting in their profession mm. um but i right. think i think you know i think i think we've made great strides just like you guys were talking about i think we made great strides in that direction but i think also the reality of the thing could be so weird you know that there actually might be aliens because I I've always separated the two just for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. There are UFOs. We can't explain what they are, but I'm not saying that they're aliens that are, you know, they just that. Do you right. know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's another, I believe that aliens are mm-hmm. real. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do believe that man. I'm not that arrogant. Statistically speaking, they would have to, you know, exactly. it's impossible that we're the only, Exactly. Intelligent life out there, right? You know? Or even life, you know, even yeah, life right. out there, right? You know? I mean, right. exactly. 
I mean, we could debate on whether we really are intelligent or not for, right. forever. Right. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> you know, are they are they future humans coming back to check it check us out, keep tabs on mm-hmm. us? Are these you know octopus from you know? Uh, yeah, I, I think I, the I, fact that that multiple that the guy like the guy said to me that multiple generations of families see yeah. UFOs lends itself to that theory that that their future humans coming back maybe to check on their own ancestors or yeah, something you know yeah. why knows? not I mean look at the Egyptians look at all the great civilizations that have these kind of stories that mm-hmm. you know were. Where something that we've sort of known has been underlying there, but now we can start trying trying to put the piece together. I think it's really, it's fascinating, man. You know, it's really, the whole thing uh, is mind-blowing and and fun. It's fun to be alive now because the the possibilities, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, really. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, you know, it, it's um, having your mind blown is 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 an interesting thing, because a, a lot of the time when after you do, you just go about your day. Yeah. Yep. Like you were going to do anyway, had you not had your mind blown. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly, man. Exactly. Well, so tell us a little bit about, you, you know, we know you're an artist. I mean, I'm looking at your art behind you, man, and you're super talented. And um Thank you. How how uh, how long have you been, you know, pursuing your art and and what is it that you do exactly? I've been pursuing it my whole life, and uh, I mainly work in animation uh, as a creator of shows, as a character designer, storyboard artist, voice actor. Nice. Um, uh, th- these characters behind me uh, were from a show. I didn't create that show, but I worked on it. It was called Slangman's World. It was a show uh, that taught languages to kids. It was on. Um, on PBS for a while back oh, cool. in like 2000. And uh, it was a lot of fun to work on. It was, it was very creative environment. Um, and, and, you know, I, th- that's like really what I'm best at when I get to have a say in it creatively, you know, cause a lot of mm-hmm. the artistic jobs that are out there, you're, you're just kind of executing someone else's ideas, you know, but, sure. but this, this company that I worked for, they really wanted to hear my ideas, which, which I love, you know, cause not everyone, None of the other people I worked for have sure. wanted that. But um, a few years after I worked on that, I sold my own show to uh, DreamWorks TV, and it's still on. You can see it. Uh, it's called Gorillaville. Uh, there's actually a character named Gigantopithecus. You mentioned the Gigantopithecus nice, before. Nice, man. Um, he's a gorilla, and, and they call him <laughs> Ganto for short. It's Ganto Gorilla. Okay. He's a big blue gorilla. But in, an, uh, in fact, here he is. Oh, that's but, awesome, that's, man. That's Ganto, that's Claude, and that's, I'm sorry, no, no, Ganto, that's Bobo, and that's Claude. Nice, man. And, nice. and when I pitched the show, I pitched it as uh, the Three Stooges meets Yogi Bear meets Planet of the Apes, basically. So, uh, <laughs> basically, no Larry Curly, you know, the, uh, the the angry one, the smart one, and the dumb one. That's you know? awesome, man. That is and, awesome. Uh, and I do the voices for him too. And uh, yeah, I, that show ran for about three years and uh, had, had an awesome time making it. And uh, now I'm, I'm mainly teaching. Nice, uh, nice. But, you know, I'm still out there trying to pitch shows and, sure. and get things. But but I, I love teaching. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised how much I love it. You know, my students are great. And they, uh, you know, it's one thing to to teach at a certain level. But it's another thing, like, when you're teaching college, because they really want to be there. Sure, yeah. man. You have to say, you know. And that's, uh, that's something that's my favorite thing about it, you know. And, that's and awesome. honestly, in my as a fellow Gen Xer, I think, um, you know, that our stereotype about the millennials and Gen Z being lazy and entitled, that has not been my experience working with them. That's you great. Know, teaching them that my students have been some of the hardest working, you know, positive attitude having people I've ever met. So I, I'd love yeah. to keep that going. You know, and, uh, but, you know, doing it too they you know, they said the yeah. same thing about our generation too dude we right. weren't yeah, we weren't right. worth a shit when we were kids you know yeah, <laughs> yeah i said it, i said it a couple of years ago and they asked i said it's just something middle-aged people say about young people you yeah. know the world war ii generation said it about the hippies the hippies said it about us and now we're saying it about right, right. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's true, and I think that I think what it comes down to is each generation has to define themselves 
through their mm-hmm. art, through their pursuits and, and what they give back to the world. And this generation just hadn't had a chance to yet. I mean, they're right. going to have their time and it, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm so thankful that I grew up in a, in a analog age. Um, mm-hmm. me too. Cause it just gives me a perspective that my kids don't get. And yeah, I try to explain things to them in that way, but they just don't understand it, you know. But they also think that it was a great time to be alive, and we had cool music, and uh, you know, yeah. So, but it's uh, yeah, it's definitely you never, different. You never realized that in the moment, right? It's always yep. kind of right. when you look back at nostalgia, like, oh yeah, it was a great time to be alive. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. it took to the '80s to be you know cool with the '50s. You know what I mean? Like. You know, we're yeah. always imitating that generation or two or three before, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Man. Well, how can people get in touch with you, man? So you can go on my, you can go on my website. Uh, it's ronimation.com. That's spelled R O N I M A T I O N.com. Uh, you can see a lot of my work there. You can see, um, you can see a lot of Gorillaville episodes, which I've posted, uh, if you just want to see Gorillaville, you can look it up on YouTube or you can look it up on Amazon Prime. Cool. It's on uh, DreamWorks TV's channel on Amazon Prime. Awesome. Um, and it's also on uh, Peacock Kids on, on YouTube. Hey, oh, Pe- cool. Pe- and, uh, Peacock is really cool, by the way. Um, yeah. They've got some really cool shows on there if if, um, if you guys haven't checked it out. But, yeah, and, yeah. and it's also fairly inexpensive. So. Mm-hmm. so I think Peacock Kids is is, uh, is an offshoot of that. It, okay. Uh, find it on youtube but yeah it's uh sweet when i originally made the show they they put it out under the dreamworks banner and then kind of rebranded a couple of years later and, and put it out under the but it's the same show same episodes you good. know cool good um and yeah it's it's there it's fun the, the episodes are short they're like uh three to five minutes long and uh i try to make them very much in the style of like the classic cartoons from the 40s from before our time you know because that's yeah. that's what i grew up loving i grew up oh. loving pop and bugs bunny and, yeah. and tom and jerry and all that stuff. And I wanted to get as much of that into my work as I possibly could. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yes. that's great. And, and it, that's a part of Americana, you know, that yeah. we, we, we grew up that way. And it was, um, yeah, th- those were, those were great, great cartoons for sure. Yeah. They still are. They stand the test of yeah. time. Absolutely. They yeah. Do. yeah. Absolutely. They do. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, Ron, thanks, man. Thanks for hanging Thank out you, with guys. us, bro. Great talking yeah. to you. Yeah, it's been a lot I have of fun. Other stories I'd love to tell you sometime. So we absolutely we we'll, yep. we'll, we'll be getting hold of you for yes. sure because we'll, we love to hear yep. all. We we just love you know we love talking and hearing stories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll just we'll do it again for sure, man. Great guys, thank you. So we're looking for a little help from our friends. We need you, our loyal listeners, to help us spread the word about the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Just go to your current podcast provider, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. We're just about everywhere. Hit the subscribe button, download the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit the like button, give us the highest rating you can, and give us a review. The What's Your Weird Story podcast is a community effort. Without our friends and listeners, it wouldn't be possible to do what we do. So please help us out by spreading the word. That was nice to hang out with Ron and we're always looking for good UFO stories. He had, man, I mean, that, that was a pretty, the ones that are in the daylight at daytime is really, Mm -hmm. those are rare. You see the footage Mm -hmm. sometimes, but you don't really uh, get to talk and hear from people that actually get to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the fact that, like, it seemed that nobody was paying attention to it, yeah, just wild, you know. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, kind of what we said before, we're so self-involved these days, and yeah. people once they're in their cars, especially in that area of the world, uh, those those freeways are crazy. So um, I'd imagine most people are sort of locked in, trying to make sure that they're staying safe, but. Um, Still, you would think that somebody would have seen it, and I bet you that some people had seen it. I'll bet you after after some time, it just kind of like everything else, it just gets swept under the rug, and then you know, you start telling yourself you didn't see it, so it's not a story anymore, you know. Yeah. So thanks again, Ron. That was great stuff. Great talking to you, man. Uh, everybody, go check out Ron's stuff. 
uh, you can go and you find his Gorillaville on the on uh, was a Pixar. You can find Gorillaville on YouTube. Um, you can check out his other stuff at his website, which is Ronimation. Uh, com like animation except it's raw animation. Um, you know he is he's a creative guy. He's a he's you know he creates content. He's a director, a producer, an animator, uh, a voice artist, and and an instructor. You know, and it's cool. You know, and he you know he and I nerded out on some stuff. So it's always fun to you know have other things in common other than just the uh, our weird experiences yeah. but that's one that's the gate that we open to that's the door we open to explore with each other yeah yeah here on the podcast yeah you know it's funny as i was going to say he's such a talented guy and then you realize that a word like talent really doesn't mean anything when you when you've spent your life honing a skill like that uh like yourself um you know, uh, you spent so much time and effort developing that skill of, you know, being able to project the thing that you see in your mind onto um, a surface or whatever. It, that takes more than talent. You know, it takes de- hard work, dedication. Um, talent is a seed of it, but you got to push and you got to become. You got to become good, you know, really, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. just happy that we have people like that that are uh, in our in our world that yeah. uh, want to come on here and share stuff with us. And, you know, anyone out there has anything that they want to share with us. We're always looking for great stories. Doesn't have to be a UFO. Could be Bigfoot. Uh, could be a rake. Could be whatever. Uh, we would love to have you on. Yep. You know how to get a hold of us. You can send us an email at W-Y-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out on our social media all, we're on the Instagram, the Twitter, and we've got a Facebook page. You can add us as friends, whatever. You can call the hotline if you want to leave us a message. And you can also just leave us some encouragement uh, or burning questions that you may have. And that's 513-909-9821. You know the drill. You know the drill, Weirdsville. You know the drill. Next week, it's Becca. She's got a uh, She's got a haunted house. And it's a wedding venue, and it's really, really cool. Uh, so we got stories from the Cambry House next week here on the What You Wear Your Story podcast. Until then, my friends, have a good week. Uh, have a good uh, month. If you Don't make it a month between the next time you hear us, but have a good time all the time. Bill and Ted. Uh, that's not our line. Okay, ours is... Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.